You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse to start your free trial membership. Season 9, Episode 7. This is Writing Excuses, Last Pass Revisions. Fifteen minutes long because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Mary. I'm Howard. And the part of Dan this week will be played by the Intergalactic Senate. (laughs) 
And we also are joined by Eric James Stone. Say hi, Eric. Hi, Eric. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Uh, do you have anything out recently in any magazines and, and, and things you can promote for us? Um, well, let's see. I have a, a story out a couple of months ago in Daily Science Fiction Ooh. Uh, called By the Hands of Juan Peron. Okay. And isn't Daily SF free? It's free. You can find find it on the story on the website. And that would be eligible for Hugo Awards and Nebula Awards coming up. Yes, it would. Excellent. So, And there's nothing fancy about the nomination for that since it's strictly print. Yes. So, <laughs> um, last pass revisions. I just finished um, the last draft of Words of Radiance, which is a book I've been working on for um, 18 months now. And so... Doing the last revision um, in a long revision process made me realize that there are different things I do when I'm doing my final revision or my last few revisions as opposed to when I approach my first revision. So I thought it might be fun to do a podcast where we kind of compare the revision process and look at how we approach it differently. When you've already revised a book or a story you know, 12 times or 6 times or whatever it is you do, when you're getting ready for that last one, how do you motivate yourself? What does it feel like? What do you do differently? You know, at risk of likening writing fiction to writing code, your revision process is a little bit like gold mastering a major upgrade to Facebook. And my revision process is a little bit like changing the font on Hello World. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Howard, you're a gem. That's awesome. Um, let, let me let me just talk about a few of the things that I noticed while I was doing this last revision. One of which is I am not frightened at all by the prospect of adding new scenes in a last revision, hmm. which if you would have asked me before I got into this, I, I would have yep. said the last revision, you never add anything new. Um, the last revision, I'm actually most... Um, in like the middle revisions, those are the hard ones for me personally to add a new scene. Because I'm like in this mindset of like, I need to get this done. I don't want to be adding things. I want to be, you know, I want to be fixing things. By the end revision, I'm like, it needs another one. All right. Um, I've already added enough to this to a book by that point that I just am willing to just go in. But the scenes I add are much shorter than the ones I add in the early earlier parts of the, the well, revision process. At that point in your process, there's a level of polish and a level of um, cohesion mm -hmm. on everything else that what you put in it yeah. will be very clear what level it needs to come up to and where it needs to fit so well, it, more than that you have to be careful not to break anything well, like exactly. when i'm, I'm exactly. adding new scenes near the end it's because i say there is a hole here right. not because wouldn't it be nice if yeah. yeah and i think that one of the reasons that that happens or at least for me mm -hmm. is because in a revision you know, one before that, like in the copy yeah. edits or, mm -hmm. or in the line edits or something, I will have addressed something. Right. But because I'm doing that in a, in a, a spot fix, yep. I haven't seen how it fits in the entire thing. And when I'm doing my last pass revisions, that's the last chance that I have to look at the book as a seamless whole. Yes. And that is exactly when I'm like, oh, this thing that I fixed earlier has thrown this a little bit out of whack. I need to... Yeah, I think you just nailed it. I, I couldn't yep. have explained it that way. But as you said, I'm like, yes, that's exactly... Like I'm thinking of the very last scene I added. It's because I spot fixed in an earlier draft. Reading through this whole thing again, I realized, oh, if I, where I spot fixed added in, adding in this character in a few places, now there's a hole that this we don't see this character's 
perspective on these big events that happen near the end because we've seen them as a thread now. Um, and if I don't add this in, we don't have the balance of this thread. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I was uh, working on revising Unforgettable, I you know, added a lot to the beginning and then I had to go through and make everything consistent mm. with that. Yep. Yeah. And, and then I also added some stuff to the end and I had to go through and properly set up uh, everything that was going to happen at the end. Right. The middle is actually very much the same in, in, in a lot of ways, but except for the little revisions that are needed to, to make it fit with the new scenes at the beginning and end. It's, it's interesting, Howard, that you should mention uh, code coding and things like that, because in this latest um, draft, you know, Words of Radiance is 400,000 words long. That's uh, a very large book. And um, I'm working on it at the same time, because of time crunches, with my, uh, my assistant, Peter. Uh, who's a fantastic uh, copy editor, and he's a continuity editor. And what we're doing as we're doing this is we actually started using SkyDrive which hmm. is Microsoft's version mm -hmm. of Dropbox, which allows you to have multiple people working on a document at once. And so I would be revising and he would be going through and adding in notes where continuity was broken um, and things like this. And the big kind of different thing we did this time is we actually started up a kind of bug document. Like I've been into C mm -hmm. code coders right before they release. They have a list of bugs and they're trying to clear them off the list. <laughs> Peter made a list of bugs for me in a separate document. And m during my last revision, I was trying to clear items off that list as quickly as possible or as efficiently as possible um, in order to make sure all the bugs that we've found are taken care of, which okay. felt and very much yeah, like that process. Here's my, here's my smug moment. Mm -hmm. I used that metaphor because uh, I know that you are mortal and you can't hold a 400,000-word manuscript in your head. Right. And so... And you've got, you know, I know that you have Peter helping. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you have a team who helps you with these things. And while I didn't know what the process was, I knew there had to be a process that looked a lot like one person identifying bugs, yep. another person going in and fixing them. And that's really what it is. And we've actually kind of set this all up. And from now on, I'll start a book. I'll start a bug document, quote unquote, that when Peter is it reading or Isaac is reading and they notice something, they can make a new entry in here and say, "You may want to, you know, you may need to fix this." Yeah, and I don't, I don't have assistance, but mm -hmm. I, I make essentially a bug document for myself, which is that when I am reading through, I will make uh, th those notes in right. square brackets in the manuscript. Oh, okay. Uh, as I notice them, mm -hmm. um, sometimes I'll go back and, and put it up where I need to do the thing. But it's often just like, you know, you, you have a smoking gun here that you never use. You should take it off the mantle. Hey, writers. Are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique, which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all, think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. 
And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Let's, um, let's go ahead and do our book of the week. Uh, this week. And we are going to have Mary do our book of the week, which is a Joe Abercrombie novel. Yes. So this is book two in Joe Abercrombie's The First Law, and the book's called Before They Are Hanged. Uh, I talked about the the first book in the series and have started the second one. It continues to be just beautifully, beautifully narrated by Stephen Pacey. We do have to give you a content warning mm-hmm. because these are, um, he's, he's, you know, Joe Abercrombie's Twitter handle is Lord Grimdark for a reason. These are not gentle books. But uh, they are very, very good and beautifully, beautifully narrated. Well, in his Joe's brilliance, uh, I, a lot of people like his dark humor. Yeah. That mixed in with these scenes of just absolute depravity and brutality, you have a really interesting sense of humor to the fiction that contrasts it. Um, but yes. yeah, and he's he's also really good at the characters that you should have no sympathy for, mm-hmm. but he lets you into their brain space enough that you're like, ah, oh, I feel so warm and fuzzy towards this torturer who's really a terrible, terrible person with no redeeming qualities. Well, how can they read about this terrible, <laughs> terrible person with no redeeming qualities? Go out to audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. You can start a 30-day free trial membership and download a copy of... Uh, Before They Are Hanged by Joe Abercrombie. Uh, who's the narrator? Stephen Stephen Pacey. Pacey who Pacey. is, again, I say brilliant, and I will listen to anything he narrates. And so listen to some some Lord Grimdark at its grimdarkest. I am um, going through this book, Words of Radiance, again, and revising it. Um, another thing that I noticed, my middle revisions, particularly my early revisions, I'm looking to make structural changes. Yes. Um, when, I, when I start into the book, I'm like, all right, I am going to gut this book if I need to. There are characters I may need to rip out. And I'm almost, I don't like revision, I hate revision, but I'm almost eager to do this to the book to prove to myself that I can. Um, later in the, the last revisions, I am looking to avoid structural changes like the plague. Mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. do anything, ask my assistants, I will do anything 
to fix the problem in a way that doesn't require major revisions. Well, because a major revision will introduce bugs elsewhere. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I get very sensitive to I don't want to I don't want to change this. Um, this is in the book. I like how it works. I'm going to find something that makes it work, rather than ripping it out or replacing it with something else. Yeah. I go back and forth on that. Sometimes mm-hmm. I, it depends on the problem. I try to get all of those done before I get to that stage of the revisions. Yes. Like for me, I, a lot of that work happens while I'm in early, while I'm still in outline. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in my middle pass is, is where I do tend to do the, the structural changes. Um, and then late pass, like the last revision for me is what I call my language pass. Okay. Um, but for me, it, it's very much about trying to smooth things out, make sure that right. my pacing flow is 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 doing what I want it to do, um, and and sometimes it's even things like uh, making sure that I don't have repeated words. Right. My, my right. very last pass revision is a read aloud. My um, my last pass on this one was actually more like that. Usually, that's been my thir- third pass. Um, we didn't have time for it this time there, and I actually kind of like it better here at the end. I did my ten percent cut. Um, and I was looking for continuity. And these were my two... You cut things? Oh, I always cut things. I cut <laughs> 10%, was... yes, out of every book that I write. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> these books could be 10% they longer. They could be 10% longer. Um, indeed. That's but... like an entire novel that you cut. Yeah, I cut 40,000 words from Words of Radiance um, <laughs> at, um, as I was going along. And Sorry. none of it, there wasn't a single okay. scene my, lost. My novella for Privateer Press, right. uh, Extraordinary Zoology, yes. Uh, was less than forty thousand words long. Okay. Um, uh, the the middle edit on that, uh, the original pitch for the mm-hmm. story was not a novella. It was three novelettes, three mm-hmm. ten thousand word installments. It was going to be a serial, um, and so I had outlined it as a serial and I'd written it as a serial. And then late in the game, they said, "You know what? That publication model is not going to work for us. So just you know, concatenate it. It'll it'll all be one story." And I remember looking at it and thinking, if it's all one story, then beginning, middle, end, beginning, middle, end, beginning, middle, end in three acts that are all about the same length doesn't feel right. I, I, let's see if I can take it apart and put it all back together. And so I went up to my elbows in, in the code, as it were, you know, ripping scenes apart, mm-hmm. ripping points of view apart, and realized this project is not worth that to me. I need to I, I need to admit defeat on this and make a three act where the three acts are each the same length. I need to make that work. And so I went from what I thought was going to be a middle pass, which is a huge rewrite, mm-hmm. into a very late pass uh, in which, you know, when I passed off to the editors, the editors recognized, oh yeah, this is kind of a kind of a weird format but i like it mm. you know because it it felt like yeah it felt like a concatenated serial but they were okay with it um and yeah that whole story is as long as what you cut from words of radiance yeah. <laughs> so should we talk about why you i mean like the things that you should be looking for because we've talked a lot about how we do it individually but right that's that's a good question what should they be looking for the the problem with this i feel is that it is process it is individual yeah. process what do you look for Eric? Um, yeah uh, well uh, my, I tend to um, basically write in I can't turn on my internal editor off when I'm writing mm. I, I I've tried to do that and I just can't 
I don't think one should. But and I'm... so, so my my first drafts tend to come out pretty clean in terms of of the actual mm-hmm. writing, um, but then I'll run it by various readers to find out what isn't working for them, and so then what I'm doing is fixing the problems other people have identified. Um, and sometimes they're small things, and sometimes um, with with one story that uh, that I wrote in 2008 um, that I finally got around to revising just recently, the the readers said that a trial scene in there, which I kind of thought was the heart of it, you know, I'm using my legal expertise to write a science <laughs> fiction story, and um, they uh, they said that scene just wasn't working, and I cut it out and realized, oh yeah. That makes it half as long, but it's actually a stronger story that way. Um, and uh, so, yeah, basically having people identify what's wrong with the story and then going in and fixing it is, is how Yeah, I so operate. your bug list. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I I mean, for me, the last pass is is really the last chance that I have to make sure that everything is hanging together. So I'm looking for things that I've left dangling. Um, I'm looking for things that are in there twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, because sometimes in fixing something, I will have moved a scene. Right. So I'm looking for dangling. I'm looking for repetition. And and I'm looking for things that where I have left something out. Which is, you know, there's the dangling, which is I didn't tie this up. And then right. there's the, you know, oh, I, you know, I added... In, um, you know, I, I, I added in the gondola chase and uh, I didn't actually have them talk about the fact that there's going to be a gondola chase. Right, right. Yeah. The foreshadowing. Yeah. Pro- proper and, foreshadowing. Yeah, and, and usually it's just... You know, that's a good one to mention because one of the things I do in my later revisions is I tweak my foreshadowing. Because yep. by then, alphas and betas have read the book. And having the beta readers and knowing what they spotted early and what they didn't mm-hmm. really helps me dial forward or back that foreshadowing. Yeah. A very important thing for the last draft because it's not something I can do until I have a body of readers having looked at the book and see their their reactions. Uh, Mary, your, uh, your read aloud process, um, I remember when you said that, uh, you know, the, the first time, you know, I was introduced to the idea uh, my first thought was, "Oh goodness, that'll take a long time. What a what a horrible, what a horrible process. That doesn't speed this revision up at all." And then I tried it, and realized that one of the things that I am fondest of, which is wordsmithing, so that you know there are words that you really only get to use once mm-hmm. in a book. Um, mm-hmm. You become very aware of those, and you become very very aware of those. Uh, mm. One of the characters in Extraordinary Zoology, uh, Professor Pendrake. Um, is erudite and loquacious and and uses the big words and I realized that I needed to go through his I needed to go through his vocabulary and give him lots of big words each of them only one time yes um, and I didn't catch that until I started reading his stuff aloud yeah um, yeah my editor just flagged in uh, Valor and Vanity that I have uh, I have a piece of body language that I do three times in the book, and it's 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 basically um, Jane and Vincent are standing next to each other, and he steps away, and, and she feels the 
the uh, feels his absence as as cold, mm. um, and that I have three variations of that. Right. And and you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's a really nice image, and I only get to use that once. Yeah. And so, so it's that kind of detail. Yep. If if you use the art analogy, mm-hmm. then this is your this is your final polish. This is where yep. you get to, you you bring out the fine sandpaper. Well, this has been a uh, wonderful episode. I am going to go ahead and give us a writing prompt. Um, and I don't know why this occurred to me, but it, that seems seems like it might be a good writing prompt because of that. All of the caffeine in the world is suddenly turned into another substance. But how does that affect the world? Howard is very sad. This has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Depends on the substance. Now go right. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.